Hi, everyone. I'm Laura Marzi, and thank you for tuning in to our latest Line on Leave podcast from the Hartford. Today, we're going to be discussing the findings of the Hartford's most recent Future of Benefits survey, and particularly how it's affected employee leave. We've been tracking these trends for the past year, and there are some very interesting insights. The pandemic has definitely changed the way employers and employees look at leave, not just now, but perhaps forever. So here with us today to discuss those trends and provide some context is the Hartford's Katie Dunnington, who heads up our absence product management. You know, leave administration was already a complex juggling act for a lot of employers before COVID. It seems like you've got a unique vantage point since the Hartford is a leading leave and disability carrier. What kind of trends have you observed over the past year, just kind of high level? Even before the pandemic, we were seeing expansion of paid leave and clearly employees need paid leave. Um, you know, over the years we've had disability as a bedrock benefit um, and that's really helped employees, but the need to expand paid leave availability to family leave, caregiver, bonding, parental leave um, was a trend that we we're already seeing. And, you know, there were expansion. We saw a lot of states adding statutory paid family medical leave programs and you know, employers were, were adjusting to that. I would say that the pandemic just you know, put fuel, it was like adding gasoline to the fire, just huge acceleration of this trend towards paid leave. You know, it's interesting, you call this you know, perhaps the new normal, right? When you look back over the last year though, nothing seems normal. Before the pandemic I was looking at some data from the Department of Labor, and it looks like from 2000 through 2019, on average, 1.2 million people per month were absent from work. And during 2020, during the pandemic, absence doubled to a monthly average of nearly 2.5 million people. I'm wondering if you could think about those statistics and if you wanna tell everybody some thoughts that you have around those. That's a rate of almost 18% absence during the year. That's huge. And employers work so hard to adjust to that. In fact, according to our future benefit study, which we just recently completed, 75% of the employers that we studied um, have expanded their leave programs during the past year. 46% of them expanded medical programs. Another about 40% expanded family programs, caregiver leave. So, you know, just seeing this huge expansion of leave programs as a result of the pandemic. And in a sense, it's a little bit of a silver lining perhaps, because I don't think you know, that the programs will go away. And I think that you know, it's really solidified the need for leave. In addition to employers providing leave programs, we saw new federal programs such as the FFCRA, which is the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. And that in particular was something that um, you know, we as an industry, employers, carriers like the Hartford alike had to respond very quickly. In fact, we were able to update our systems to administer that program within 11 days. And, you know, it really showed us how important it is that we could quickly adjust to, you know, not just employer leave programs, but what we're seeing from the state and the federal perspective as well. I think employers deserve a lot of credit. You know, they have worked very, very hard to respond to their employees' needs and these unique situations that, you know, frankly, none of us have ever seen before. Um, so, you know, I feel like it was a moment to stop and really think about what do employees need 
how can employers support their employees through this pandemic and make sure, of course, that they had the employees they needed to perform the jobs that they needed. So, you know, it's, as I said, it's really unprecedented in terms of the expansion that we're seeing. 75% of employers adding leave programs in a single year. You know, I'm sure many um, in our audience have, have done the same. You know, the Hartford had to pivot too, right? Certainly happened overnight. And when you think about the, the technical implications, the compliance and legal implications of all this work, what comes to mind, especially in those early days in terms of working at a carrier and having to pivot? It was definitely an interesting time, you know, having to understand quickly what is this new, for example, FFCRA, and who does it apply to? You know, for that, it was mostly employers under 500 lives, which is, you know, obviously a lot of employers. And then, you know, what does the act um, provide? Sick leave, you know, leave, is it, does it count as FMLA? So working through all these details and quickly, you know, working to get information out to clients. So we were updating our website nearly daily, you know, responding to a lot of questions that employers had, um, ensuring that we had our systems updated, communications for the employees um, were really important to respond quickly. And I'm proud of what we, you know, I'm proud of, of the support that we were able to provide to our customers. I think that's really important that we were partnering with them and they were in it together. Certainly a lot of complexity too when you think about the state leaves as well as the federal leaves and what can be accessed by employees. A lot of education is necessary there too, right? Yeah. You know, states also were adjusting their, if they had a statutory leave program such as New York, um, they had a lot of changes. and. You know, part of what is so important is helping employees understand the leaves that are available to them. And I think that's part of the value that, you know, outsourcing administration to a carrier such as the Hartford helps because, you know, it's a single point of intake that we then make sure that the employee is getting all of the leave, all the benefits that they're entitled to. And working to integrate that so that it's less confusing because frankly it is very complex. Um, you know, a single source of benefits, single source of information to really help communicate and explain what's happening. Um, the other thing I'm very proud of is that, you know, employees need the benefits, they need the leave, but they also have other needs. The Hartford is a national partner for the United Way, and 211 is a service of resources and community um, information and community resources that is there to help um, people with a wide variety of needs. It could be things like food insecurity, transportation needs, legal issues, medical issues, that type of thing. We also wanna do our part for our, our claimants and employees who have um, a need for benefits. So we have actually trained 2,100 of our claims professionals to be able to understand the program and when they sense a need to refer employees that we're helping through the benefits process to the 211 service. And I just wanted to mention the 211 program because it is something that's available and employers can offer to their employees today. And you know, it doesn't even have to be through the Hartfords, but we do have communication materials that can support you. And we've also updated messaging, you know, our website. Um, we have flyers that we make available to employers as well with wallet cards that they can give their employees. So it's a confidential service. Um, you know, the employer doesn't need to know that the employees accessed it, but we have found some tremendous stories and value of utilizing this program 
during the pandemic, but of course, as we know, even without the pandemic, you know, many employees live paycheck to paycheck. You know, they struggle to have enough savings to cover a $400 emergency. And so the program can really help and provide um, a lifeline in terms of resources for community support. So, you know, we really believe in the program. We're very um, pleased to be a partner with 211 with the United Way. I'd love to shift back to um, some of the impacts of the expanding leave laws and go back to one statistic from the Future of Benefits survey that illustrates the fact that 31% of employees said they're worried about taking a leave and the, the kind of worry about what it means for workplace security for them personally. I was wondering if you could talk about that 31% and what an employer could do, maybe some tips to really address that stigma and maybe change the culture to be more open and inclusive around leave. There's been a lot of unanticipated consequences, I think, from, you know, from the pandemic. Um, as I mentioned, you know, it's great that employers have really expanded their leave programs. But one of the things that we found in our Future of Benefits study was a third of employees were worried about taking leave they felt either that there's a stigma or a negative perception if they take leave, or they actually feared workplace repercussions, such as you know being laid off, fired, passed over, um, if they took the leave that you know is available to them. And this was particularly an issue for the younger workers, um, Gen Z and millennials, younger millennials, where 50% of them were worried about workplace repercussions from taking leave and that's compared to 16% of baby boomers. So, you know, at a time where they're young, right, early in their career, really trying to, you know, prove themselves, the need to take leave, even though it is more available, um, you know, was questionable, and they felt like there's somewhat of a stigma about taking the leave. Um, so one of the things that, you know, we really recommend is to not only provide the leave, obviously that's the first step if an employer is doing that, but to then encourage them, let them know it's okay to take that leave, really communicate that the leave programs are there if you need them. Employers are gonna you know, feel the benefit of that by employees coming back refreshed, feeling like they can balance their work and family and they can take care of what they need to and come back and bring their whole self back to the workplace. So I think that's a really important tip that I'd love um, everybody to take away is you communicate with your employees and let them know the programs are there to support you if you need them. And so sometimes taking leave, while it seems like you're stepping back, can actually help the employee step forward. Maybe they just need a few days to help their, you know, their child adjust to remote schooling. But taking that time can really pay dividends. So you know, some things employers can do to help their, their employees is communicate the availability. You know, make it clear how you access the program make it clear if that, you know, that leave is job protected. So is that employee you know, going to have some sort of job protection that may come through FMLA or some other state leave? But you know, I think understanding that they're not gonna be penalized for taking that, and of course there may be other programs that the employer has that they're offering, such as EAP programs. Um, you know, I mentioned the 211 service earlier. But I think for employers to really communicate that it's not just to check the box, but they really want employees to take the leave if they need it, if they need it. I was wondering if you could comment on the challenges of the expanding leave programs and how those have created challenges specifically for employers. 
thinking about that stat in particular. Yeah. As I mentioned before, there's been a great expansion of leave programs, and you know we expect to see more. And while this is a great, great thing, 54% of the employers that we studied said that there's really no easy way for them to track and manage the programs. And while these programs are great, they're also kind of layering on top of each other. You have federal, you have state, company leave, FMLA, short-term disability, workers' comp, PTO, et cetera. I could go on. So, you know, the, the complexity of that is literally exponential um, to what we saw even, you know, 10 years ago. And so employers really are looking for help. And I think that's where turning to a carrier like the Hartford who can administer these programs um, is we're seeing more and more interest in that and more and more employers looking for help. And that can help them with tracking, you know, obviously from a compliance perspective and monitoring, you know, tracking the leaves, administering them, making sure that time is counted appropriately, communicating the benefits. So I think there's a lot of different um, reasons and advantages why an employer would want to maybe outsource to help with this complexity. Probably even more acute when you're thinking about all of the states that are passing leave laws yeah. and the complexity that comes with that, right? Yeah. yeah, even well before the pandemic, I would say really starting with New York um, when they passed the new paid family leave law in 2016, um, we're seeing states expanding their programs to include medical leave as well as family leave. And you know there were a lot of um, states, number of states, California, New York, New Jersey, et cetera, that had prior medical leave programs that they have now expanded to include family leave. And then we're seeing new states coming online. It feels like literally one every year. So you know New York went live in 2018. Um, the Massachusetts paid family medical leave just went live January of 2021. Our home state of Connecticut, where the Hartford's located, um, has a new paid family medical leave program that is coming online um, January of 2022. Then we have Oregon after that, Colorado after that. I didn't even mention Washington in there. So, you know, literally state after state is expanding. And many of these states do offer a private option so that the employer can choose to opt out of the state program and you know, go with um, you know, maybe a carrier that's providing disability and other leave programs. And that really gives the, you know, the um, option and ability then to integrate that program and have much more of a, I think a seamless experience for the employee um, and to really support them, make sure they're getting all the benefits, um, but they're also you know, integrating those programs. When you think about all that integration though, and you think about employers that have employees in multiple states, it's got to create some disparities, right? For some employees that are working in states that don't yeah. have the PFML yeah. programs. Yeah, with, with the expansion of the state PFML programs, those apply to employees that work in that state. And obviously many of our larger employers certainly are multi-state employers, and it is really creating um, some disparities where employees in those states with the statutory PFML programs have access to leave and benefits and paid leave that employees in other states do not. You know, for example, if you're an employer that has employees in New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, then Pennsylvania doesn't have a state program. Those employees working in Pennsylvania won't have access to those benefits. And so employers are 
working very hard to respond to that, you know, expanding, you know, things like parental leave. So we're seeing a big push and expansion of parental leave, starting to see more family and caregiver leaves. And so employers are working really hard to give um, more equal benefits across paid leave benefits to their employees, um, you know, regardless of what state they work in. And one of the ways that we can help with that is to, you know, as we call integrate, short-term disability is a good example. There might be um, medical leave coming from a specific state, but if the employer offers short-term disability to all their employees, and then the short-term disability kind of accounts for or offsets the statutory medical leave, then the employees are whole, they all have equal benefits, and you know, we as a carrier can help administer that for them. So we're seeing more and more interest in those types of approaches where there's a company leave or short-term disability that is in addition to, but accounting for the state leaves. And I think that's a really good approach to get more equalized benefits to the employee um, across their workforce. So final thought, if you're gonna give a few pieces of advice to the folks that are listening to you today and thinking about how they need to plan for leave going 21 into 22, what's your top three pieces of advice? Um, first and foremost is communicate. You know, make sure your policies are clear. Make sure that employees understand them. The second would be compliance. Make sure that you have the monitoring in place and that you are really um, dedicating, frankly, you're gonna need to dedicate some resources to that, even if you are outsourcing, to ensure that you know, the pieces that you are responsible for as an employer are being addressed. And probably the third thing that I would recommend is um, you know, look, at, look at this holistically, right? Because I think the need for leave is also very much dependent upon you know, things like supporting maybe, you know, your, the women in your workforce. Trying to be as, I think, inclusive as possible in your leave programs. Um, encourage not just women to take leave, but men to take leave. You know, I think there is still a little bit of a stigma associated with men taking the leave that's available to them. But, you know, the more that this is equally um, seen as a shared, um, I think, a shared responsibility and a shared, um, you know, ability to take that leave will really help the workforce. So there's a lot you can do, but you know, if you just keep kind of keep it simple, I think communicate, you know, compliance and look at this holistically, you know, with a, a lens on diversity and inclusion. Hopefully we come out of the pandemic and you know, it's the new normal. Um, I think that there are some really positive things in, you know, what was otherwise a very dark year that we can take forward. And, you know, sometimes through times of great crisis, you know, I think things emerge that um, are really, really change the landscape. And I think that is very much true with the pandemic and paid leave. So it's been an amazing year to, to be in absence and to look at leave and just see how far we've come, frankly, in a year. So, um, you know, kudos to, to employers um, for really responding to employees' needs. Thank you for tuning in. You've just heard excerpts from the recent HR Executive Health and Benefits Leadership Conference, which featured Katie Dunnington, head of the Hartford's Absence Product Management. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with your colleagues. You can also learn more about the Hartford's Future of Benefits at our Employer Insights page, which is located on thehartford.com. 
You can also visit us at thehartford.com PFML for more information and resources to help you manage absence in the workplace. Until next time, please be well and stay safe, everyone.